Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Jared Brandon. (laughs) 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 Billy (laughs) Smith. Billy Spitfire. <laughs> Billy, Billy Spitfire. Yeah. Unlimited. There you go. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. I uh, want to let you know that we are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. It's always. Can't even hold so it exciting. together. Yeah. Yep. We, we love can't, doing We it. can't make our words go together yeah, today. Yeah, we're just raring to go, as they say. You know what that means? It's not really raring. It's rearing to go. Rearing. When a horse rears. And it's like, eh, let me go. <laughs> I like raring better than that's great. Well, that's because like steak, you like. I do like a nice rare steak. Yes, you like steak that you just say, you just insult it and then put it on a plate. I do not like horse meat steaks though. No, I. Why why would you? Because you said rearing. Anyways, okay. Hey, we've got a very special guest today. Uh, Who are you, special guest? Hello, my name is Johnny uh, from Oakland Guitars in Oakland, California. Nice. Hey, also hey known as Johnny Morales, uh, who we've mentioned on the show a couple times. Yeah. Um, and just in, you know, we talked about, we actually brought up the, sh- the shop uh, an episode or two ago where we were, um, I think it was. If yeah. it's not, it's the one that's about to come out that I'm working on right now, which by this time you would have heard it, will have already come out. <laughs> God, <Okay. laughs> I don't feel so bad about spitting. Now. Yeah, <laughs> um, we have tons to talk about, and we're really thrilled to be able to do this um, on a on a weekly basis. We truly are fortunate that this is a thing. Um, we need to thank a few people. Road. That is correct, Road, Road uh, for sponsoring our our gear here, our audio gear, our Procaster mics, and our Roadcaster Pro mixer. Yes, um, doing it still. Thank goodness, we could not do this podcast without this equipment. We couldn't. Sure. We'd have to use other equipment, and that's just not as fun. It was horrible when we used other equipment. It, it really was. We had shabby, I remember that shabby stuff. You remember that we had to start remember somewhere, that? man. Yes. Remember the stands we had to clamp onto the table? I had to assemble the studio every, <laughs> every single time. time. Every time. <laughs> I'd carrying up these boxes full of stuff. Oh, oh my God. You guys were so where patient. where we came from, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, as we mentioned, we've got Johnny Morales with us, uh, and he owns Oakland Guitars, uh, which if, if you don't, if you aren't familiar, th- he's got a really good Instagram game going, and we're going to talk about what... You know, running a guitar shop. We're also going to talk about, um, you know, him as the in being involved in the music community and the guitar community as a patron of our show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people go to see what you do, Johnny? Uh, you could find us uh, at Instagram, uh, Oakland Guitars, uh, formerly Broken Guitars, if you ever follow that page. Uh, you could also find us at OaklandGuitars510.com. Perfect. Uh, one of the great things that I like, but you know, we'll, we'll go into this later. But I just want to get mention this. I love that you always show a picture of whoever just bought a guitar. That's so. That's super cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's. I think other shops should take a a cue from you on doing that. But then that would steal your game. So maybe not. I'll erase that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Anyways, maybe. I don't know. I think it's okay that if other people stole that because we should celebrate. You know, new people 
whether they're new or older people playing guitars or whomever, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure you get a big stack of stickers because when they leave with that guitar, I want you to give, go listen to us on the show and listen to your episode on the show. Um, Word. Okay, I, I wanted to mention here, I got some great mail from one of our absolute favorite people in the whole wide world, Martin Cliff. Mm. Uh, he's had his own episode, supporting the show for a long time. And he said, um, uh, he's still over in Europe. He's, he's, he's a traveling man. He's a worldly fellow. Yes, he is. Uh, and I think we don't really fully have a grasp on the the gear hoarder that he might be. <laughs> He's it's uh, it's impressive. Okay, he said, "Hey, loved this week's chat about guitar heroes." So mm. this was a little bit ago. Although I seem to be playing more bass than guitar these days, I reckon I can easily pick four guitars who are hugely influential to me, but maybe less appreciated than the Satrianis of the world. My list, in the order I discovered them, not necessarily my order of preference. Richie Sambora, mm-hmm. ex-Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Stephen Rothery from Marillion. Never heard that. Wow. That's a new one. Well, cool. Billy, Marillion. you lit up on that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a word. Yes. Uh, Royn Stolt of the Flower Kings slash Transatlantic. Huh. I don't know. I feel like he's going to drop King Kim Crimson stuff on us at any point in time right now. Uh, uh, and then Trey Anastasio from Fish. Yeah. Eh, he said, uh, <laughs> uh, he said, honorable mention to Jerry Garcia, of course. Cheers, guys. Thanks for so much for sending that, Martin. We love hearing from you. Three fingers, man. Yeah. We hope you're doing really well out wherever you are uh, in the in the European world. All right, Johnny Morales, now that we've heard from Martin Cliff, we would love to hear what your four guitar heroes might be. Okay, so I'm all over the board, and my first one that comes to mind is a more modern guitar player, uh, Alex Rosamilia from the band The Gaslight Anthem. I think he is a very great lead guitar player who is just kind of subtle and in the pocket. Uh, if you go watch his rig rundown, he is very enthusiastic about his gear and his ginormous pedal board. For a band especially that you would just kind of think of as a punk rock band or a punk adjacent rock band, uh, when I think, it, which is really weird being a, that I love offsets and jags and jazz masters, but uh, I think of him when I think of Jaguars for some reason. Uh, so Alex Rosamilia, I, as a kid, I grew up not really into some of the guitar gods that everyone else, uh, are like worship. So one for me was Robbie Krieger from the doors. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Of course, man. I don't even play like Robbie Krieger, that flamenco style. Uh, I just remember discovering the doors and that was kind of like my band as a kid that i i fell in love with and just that style that vibe that whole energy that the doors did and robbie krieger did uh that is yeah very inspirational to me i would say if i had to come up with anybody else on the fly would probably be tom verlaine uh television he just passed yeah that's yeah 
he just passed away and I loved, uh, I love television and I love 77 punk and that post-punk era that were influenced by those bands and those now, early me, television. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Did you, uh-huh. do you like Verlaine better or Richard Lloyd? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, well, songwriting wise, I guess you could say Richard Lloyd, probably just from like an overall songwriter perspective, mm-hmm. but, uh, Verlaine just in those sweet pockets that, uh, of melody he would create oh, yeah. uh, with his style. I, I, like I gravitate a little bit more to that. Well, both of them together were just, I mean, that, that whole band, I mean, th- that was the sound. And then Richard Lloyd went on, uh, you know, the first two, I think Matthew Sweet albums. Um, and the guitar work on those is just out of this world. So, wow. That yeah, was a whole weird record. thing. The whole Matthew Sweet thing came and dropped in and then everybody's like, he's a God. And then poof, he's gone. Well, he's still around, but you know, the, the weird thing is I suspect, cause I've heard the very first Matthew Sweet album and it sounded, eh. and then I suspect when Girlfriend was being recorded, it sounded, eh. so they, somebody says, hey, I know this guy, Richard Lloyd, he could probably spice it up a little. Mm. And you can almost hear his guitar, a lot of his guitar work is overdub work. Yeah. So I don't think he was there during the initial recording. Gotcha. That would be my suspicion. Yeah. Indeed. All right. So that's... Uh, three, three, number four. That's the thing I'm struggling the most with. <laughs> uh, I would say another modern guitar player that I absolutely, absolutely love, Jessica Dobson from the band Deep Sea Diver. Uh, she has also worked with, um, I'm trying to remember his name, Beck. She's been on a bunch of records, but. Jessica Dobson's band, Deep Sea Diver, is such a great band overall. But her her guitar playing style also plays a lot of jazz masters, also plays a lot of offset guitars. But her her style, super jangly, that woman can play the hell out of a pedal board as well as her jazz master in unison and create these almost rhythmic percussion-like jangly fuzz tones while singing and watching her hands when she's like doing a solo standing on it like standing up just on a monitor it's she's awesome and i love that band and yeah she's just an amazing guitar player and the way that she dances between her her very percussive style and her her pedal board and how it kind of works in this beautiful yin and yang dance. Uh, Jessica Dobson, look Deep Sea Diver up. Will do. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Always love hearing new new influences, new bands, all kinds of stuff. That's great, man. Um, let's get on to what's going on in our music worlds this week, gentlemen. We're going to start off with Tony Bolonski over here, and mm-hmm. then we're going to check in with Johnny and then just go around the horn. Well, in this morning's mail, yes. the March nineteen or March nineteen twenty three, no twenty twenty three, uh, vintage guitar I know, that magazine. Just seems like yesterday, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that just <laughs> like it was yesterday, Sonny. But um, this one, I had a chance to kind of peruse through it slightly. This is a really good issue. It's uh, it's a Jeff Beck memoriam issue. Mm. 
Um, and there is a lot of really interesting, um, you know, just quotes and uh, basically everybody that, you know, that l- enjoyed listening to, <clears throat> to Jeff Beck, uh, they were, you know, the reflections and different things like that. It, it, it was really, a, it's an excellent couple of, it's actually about 10 pages long when all is said and done. And um, really cool issue. And again, that's, you know, we talked a little bit about Jeff Beck, uh, I think the week after he passed. And um, it's just really, um, you know, I think the world of music lost a, a really great guitar player. Um, and I think this is the first paragraph of of uh, uh, the introduction. And it's from when Jimmy Page... Uh, uh, it was his induction to, or to Jeff Beck's induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he said he'd just keep getting better and better and better. And he still has all the way through. You know, he leaves us mere mortals, believe me, just wondering and having so much respect for him. Mm. So a guy like yeah. James Page can say that about this guy. That says a hell of a lot to yeah, me. Yeah, indeed. I think so. Billy had the same sentiment, almost word for word, which is weird. But <laughs> anyways, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I know you so, like reading those. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, vintage you know, vintage guitar magazine is one of my favorites. I mean, that's the one that I subscribe to. And it's yeah, there, there's always great articles and, and, and information on weird oddball kinds of things. Pretty soon they're gonna have to start printing everything really big. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> for for what for people that can't see you well, whose arms are too short, short for vintage readers, <laughs> vintage readers. Uh, You're so mean, Todd. Uh, Johnny, it's funny because it's true. Um, all right, let's go to Johnny. Okay, so uh, our week has just started at the shop. Uh, just starting the week off today. We have a whole wall of new repairs that we got to work through. But for me personally, I have been uh, – some say it's a problem. I say it's a disease. But I have a thing for Jaguars and Jazzmasters, and I have a thing for fixing them and modding them and hunting them down. And I would say in the last maybe three or four weeks, I've had – I've – found five squire j mascus jazz masters maybe maybe four Mm. uh that i've been doing different things to whether it's rewiring it and changing out pickups or pick guards or whatever Ah. uh now this i'm very interested in because i love those as they come stock but then also i've seen different mod mods so what what's your favorite combination that's that's so cool. So I can't leave well enough alone. And <laughs> as like good me. as they are, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you put a sparkly gold pickguard on as soon as something walks in the door. <laughs> uh, I, I'm similar where, where a Jay Mascus I'll find. And specifically, I'm very specific. It has to be one of the earlier ones with the Rosewood fingerboards, uh-huh. the CY serial numbers. Yeah, uh, Those I go after. And if I could find them at a good price, uh, a lot of the times what I end up doing is just 
putting the neck on other jazz masters because I love that neck. Hmm. That guitar neck is like, for whatever reason, it's the, it's the neck to me. Um, yeah, I can I, see that. I can't, totally. I can't explain why, uh, but I have some really fancy jazz masters in the shop right now. I've played vintage ones. I'll just take those necks and put them on builds. Hmm. Now, specifically what I did with the most recent one, uh, I rewired it and tried one meg pots in both the rhythm and lead section. Uh, put in some mastery components. Obviously, the bridge is the tunematic, so I'm de- deciding on whether or not I'm going to fill and redrill the holes. But uh, this one specifically, I ordered the new Fender Jamascus pickups to try out uh, because if you've never watched the Working Class Music YouTube channel demos, uh, I got curious. I got the bug after watching their demo of those pickups. Hmm. So this one I'm uh, wiring up and uh, changing the pickguard out and doing a bunch of stuff and getting ready to put those pickups into it. Bueno. Way cool. Very cool. Now, Tony, you, uh, aside from being an encyclopedia of old stuff... Thank no, you. I, no, no, no. I don't mean. I mean, I, I no. I mean that in in like the. You might absolute, be asking the wrong person because I've got a '62. Well, I, it, just in the okay. sense of of like you know guitars and parts and stuff, not just things that are old. That that uh, from an all parts standpoint, oh, is that something you could get yeah. yourself like a J Massis like all parts profile neck? No. Okay. I think that um, they did a special profile carve for that model, which is why Johnny might like it. Um, I think. Now, you're ta- are you talking about the Fenders or the Squire Jamascus? The Squires, okay. specifically. Yeah. I mean, it's. And we were talking a little earlier in the Squire. I mean, that is, to me, one of the best bargains out there. Um, for some reason, in the world of Squire, they really did a great job on putting everything together nicely. Um, and I, I mean, I've I've probably played a half dozen of the Squire J Mascus, and I've played a couple of the Fender ones. And I <laughs> have to say, I think I like the Squire ones better. Um, but um, I agree. I agree. In terms of yeah, you know, you know, Todd, you'd asked about you know finding a neck like that. Probably not, because um, a lot of, like, for instance, all parts, they get their uh, their necks uh, from Japan, and I believe it's it might be the Torada factory or somebody, but I believe it's the same company that makes necks for Fender. But I love they, those necks. they do just a generic. They're a little bit thinner. If you you know if you'd like a thin neck, the the all parts stuff is pretty good. I love. Um, I like them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that do. But I, I would you say Johnny the the Squire uh, the the J Mascus ones are a little bit thicker. I would say they're. I wouldn't say thick. I would say that they're like they're much more, more of a handful. Yeah, meaty. Yeah. Yeah, and the way like the satin finish, the way that it breaks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never, knock on wood, I've never played one that came with bad frets, especially again. Specifically, the rosewood fingerboards from the era, like the first two years, those ones specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
they have a more meat to them and they just fit so comfortably in my hand. Yeah. I got little mitts too, so. <laughs> well, there you go. That's very cool. But yeah, that was, yeah, good choice. I mean, that's, that is, and it's a great platform too because they're not outrageously expensive and you can upgrade pickups if you want. Although uh, the stock pickups that I've heard don't sound bad. Um, they sound awesome. Yeah. So I, you know. They're P90s. Yeah. They're not Jazzmaster pickups, but. Yeah. But they're in a, in a, in a, in a, under a Jazzmaster cover though, right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So there you have it. I yeah. dig it. Yeah. yeah. That's Buy awesome. every Jamascus Squire yeah. <laughs> Jazzmaster that you go. can find. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Up. <laughs> I'll tell you, they discontinued them, and after they did the original run, and then they moved into the Palfero versions, and then the Indian Laurel versions, mm. or Laurel, however the hell you say it, uh, the Rosewood ones, people ask the moon for. Ah, okay. Like, they've gotten to the point of people asking a grand or more. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. It's wild. So if you do find one cheap, ship it to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Good to know. All right. Billy? Yeah. Sure. So uh, this week I played with my uh, Rolling Careful. Stones cover band, ah. the Flins. And uh, and the, the reason I'm bringing this up is that I had been rehearsing with an old 74 uh, Music Master bass mm. um, to kind of get that short-scale Bill Wyman sound. Mm -hmm. But on some of the newer stuff... Um, it didn't have quite the, you know, quite the... The punch. Yeah, quite the meat that it needed. <clears throat> so, but the other reason I was using the short scale was that it was light on my back because I had mm. back surgery. So this gig was the first time I've been able to play my Music Master bass. It's, it's a classic mm. uh, Stingray. Okay. Uh, that was music a, man. yeah, that, that was a... Um, a guitar center special with the bird's eye maple neck mm -hmm. and the white pick guard and the white pickup. Nice. And it's Fiesta Red. Ooh. That's cool. So anyway, it, you know. You can see was, that all the and way I I had in a the strap, back of I the found venue. a strap. I, could, I found a strap that like holds it perfectly. Hmm. And I was just like so thrilled that I could perform with that bass. Yeah, those a, tend to you know way... three hours of Rolling Stones tunes. Yeah, the pre-Ernie Ball <laughs> ones tend to be a little hefty, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 got some weight. I mean, yeah. you know. Now, but, uh, curious, why yeah. did you choose that over like a P bass or something? Um, because that has a very specific kind of pickup in it, and mine has the two um, the two band active EQ. Okay, so I can crank the bass or the treble, mm -hmm. and quite nicely imitate the sound of you know uh, a, a p bass mm -hmm. or you know bring it up for the funky kind of stuff you right. know like miss you stuff like that so um that's why i use that bass so anyway in rehearsals i had tried a uh, fender p bass that was the same one that uh duff mckagan used mm -hmm. for um um appetite yeah with you know, it's white with the black. It's made in Japan, mm -hmm. and it's got a really unique um, pickup combination and control scheme, and and it it kind of worked because it's got a little bit narrow neck than a P bass, but it's got the P bass body, and it's, it was the right weight, 
but still the sound was not quite up to the uh, the classic Stingray. But anyway. Well, there you go. That's, so you like so, a narrow neck? That's the answer, yeah. I do like a narrow neck. Yeah. I should have I should have brought you Stinky. I still need to bring well, you Stinky. Just it depends. To, uh, just, it just, depends. I, I, do, I, do, I, do have a, I do have a Fender P-Bass that's my favorite, and it's got the wide neck. And it's great for it's great for funk. I yeah. love you know playing funk on that wide P bass note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but when you're playing a whole three hour gig, yeah, you know it it can uh, it it can be a little bit much. Yeah, yeah. You know. oh, I need to bring in Stinky. I will do that next. <laughs> Next one. I want to. I, I want you to tell me what you think of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, maybe he has certain uh, requirements. He might, and certain it levels. I'll give you my opinion. It, it does smell. Uh, so <laughs> let's see here, Jared. Oh man. So um, last week I was in the lab at Gibson doing Gibson Lab things, and my boss texted me, and I saw that there are new pickups that Fender put out that are. Kunafi loaded, and I was like, "Explain that cool. for the rest of the world." Kunafi is a magnet that the industry stopped making in the late seventies, early eighties, and pickup enthusiasts like myself and other people, um, Tony and Johnny, know what Kunafi is. Like that's what Fender used for about ten years. <clears throat> Copper and, and nickel iron. And it's a it's a very easy magnet to shape and thread and to sculpt and to thread and to put a slot in and make shiny at the top. Uh yep. and yep, and good old um Steve Shaw uh works for has been working for Fender for a, a good long while now, and he set up a plant. I think Fender bought the plant. A magnet plant just to make Gunafi to bring it back. Wow! Is so that they what they used in like the Tele uh, bridge bridge pickups? Like no the neck pickups, customs, the neck pickups, the customs, thin lines, and deluxes. It, the wide and, range humbuckers. And, yep, oh, wide range humbuckers. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's the only thing they use them for back in the day. Um, so Tim Shaw brings Gunafi back in 2020. We saw it. Um, at NAM, I was excited. I'm like, this is awesome. Cause I, I was looking for Kunafi for a long time for my own business at the time. And then I learned that, you know, Fender was very smart and, you know, they own the actual factory. So nobody else is going to get their hand on it. Um, mm. with the exception of my guy, Curtis Novak, uh, because he's done, uh, a lot of business with Fender in the past, but, um, they came out with some new models and one of them, so they have a sing, some single coils and yeah, you screen can, tops too. They have this. Yeah, they look cool. Single coils that you can you know back in and out and uh, with the Kunafi magnets, and then they have what you know Lawler and all the other boutique guys have been making for years, which is a uh, a. Uh, I'm I'm pulling a Billy here. I lost my damn brain. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. A jazz master pickups. We're starting hey, to get on, let, me, let, me, let, me, <laughs> yeah, let me clap yeah, that right. really quick. So they uh, they also have the jazz master pickups with the Kunafi, hmm. and that's it, 
it basically it's a wide range inside of inside of a Jazzmaster pickup casing that you can put in your Jazzmasters. So in and, your uh, in your opinion, um, I mean, does that um, does the that magnet make a much tonal difference in like a you know a stock single coil pickup? I'm not here to talk bad about Fender, but I'll tell you about my. Uh, because I, I like that they brought the Kunifi back just for a vintage sake. Mm-hmm. But I tested all Nico 3, real Kunifi, um, and Fairco, which is which was the substitute for Kunifi right. for many years. They are all around the the same magnetic strength. All of them. They're, okay. they're, uh, they're all the same. So tonal-wise, I think people are going to hear with their eyes in this case. Uh, okay. Um, but, but, uh, you know, just, just the fact that they brought it back and it's vintage and it's something that hasn't been around for a long time. I say good for them. Yeah. I yeah. like it. That's cool. So, um, so, so I'm a, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of Tim Shaw and what he's done for Gibson, what he's done for Fender. Um, so I kind of look up to him and, uh, hopefully we can catch up. With stuff like that, it it's great that Fenders is is finally getting into the stuff that the uh, boutique world's been doing for a long time. So, so that's you, our. I, I'm just trying to figure out what would have attracted Tim Shaw to a magnet company. The fact that you could <laughs> not. Buy. It's a magnet company. Come <laughs> it's on. a magnet joke. Come on. I think it was. What are you? Uh, well, you can't. You can't I get it. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I can I ask a serious Please. question? Yeah. About those magnets, does sure. the material make them softer and more pliable? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why they so use that's, it. That so that's the whole shtick with it is that it's just easier to mold into single coils, wide range Jazzmaster pickups, whatever. It's easier to mold it in the shape that it is as it looks like a screw. You can actually thread the actual the magnet itself. Hmm. That's why they used that in the in the old days. And it got expensive to make though. So they Ferco is a much uh, more cost effective way of, of making a magnet pliable uh, to to slot it at the top, to uh, thread it, to be able to use it in the application that Kunafi used to be used in. Okay. <clears throat> there you go. Pickups. Yay, Fender. Yep. All right. You ask me, Tony. Um, Todd? Um, <laughs> yes. Todd, what, um, well, Todd, what about week, you this week, Todd, uh, Todd? I had a show with the Cramps. What? Yes. I played with the Ooh. Cramps this last week. What? Woo-hoo. Yes. It's true. I was up on stage and my hand started cramping. Uh, I saw. It. I witnessed. He, he went, as he came out of B- the cramp. B- B- Billy was like, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy. Uh, <laughs> little Ted Knight for you there. Um, yeah, I was. I had a show and uh, it was super fun. But about halfway through, like my hand just freaking totally cramped up and I couldn't. Like I couldn't hold the pick. So it wasn't like trigger finger or anything. I don't know it, what trigger finger like is. Like when you when you get a finger that, that does this. <laughs> well, you, nobody can see what you're doing, Tony. Like you're in and it doesn't oh, yeah. come back up. Yeah, oh, you, that's when no. it locks yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like Matt's pinky thing? 
Yeah, yeah like, from it, like it comes down, and then you try to no, I just couldn't pop back up. Again. I just my my thumb and my forefinger just I couldn't, couldn't couldn't I couldn't grip. close it. I was like, what the? So I was doing that. I got two words for you. Yeah, duct tape. <laughs> I, seriously, I, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to do that next time. It was time. sort of like a kidding. back to the future moment, you know, where he's just like, like all of a sudden he can't play. It, like, it, blah, 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 it threw blah, me blah, off blah. so bad. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, uh, this Michael is what J. I'm Fox. doing. And, Ooh, and I was like, gonna be I, I got a solo <laughs> coming up here. Uh, so I basically just kind of claw hammered for the whole song. It's like, it was, but but I got it done. Yeah, I got yeah. it done. Yeah. Hey, well, that's what you got to do. I mean, that yeah. that could be your new technique now. I, I mean, claw hammer. Yeah, I, it was it was really weird. I mean, it, it, there's a there's an old, the old banjo guy who used to, was he like early he 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 was like his name was like Clawhammer Jones or something like that. Grandpa Jones. Grand, Grandpa Jones? No, yeah, no, no. Grandpa uh, Jones. No, no, there was a Clawhammer there, yeah, there was a Clawhammer. His main I don't know if his name is Jones. Look it up. Smith. Yeah. Smith maybe. But there was a guy <laughs> he had a guy technique. His, his, his pants no, way had, down low. He, no, he had a technique of like beans. of playing string the, no. the yeah, string beat. If if you look if you if you hold your hands out like rar, that's how he played it. <laughs> that's how I was doing it. I was like, well, in the go. And 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 I tell you what, I'm not even joking. This is this is legit. Um, when when I was uh, when I was trying to, I I knew the solo thing was coming up, and I was like, you did a nice job of of you know improv like like figuring out how to. Get through it, man. Um, yeah. That was yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. All right, so the solo's coming up, and I was starting to panic because, like, we're we're moving. Like, I'm, our music's it's got heavy attack, mm. so I can't sit around and wait for like, oh, here comes a bass solo. I'm gonna walk over and grab a pick. I don't have that kind of time. I'm like, I'm the attacker of the whole thing. Wow. So I I I remembered. Wait a minute, Andy Martin. Ah, if he can do it, that doesn't mean I can do it. <laughs> but I, I tried my hardest, and I, and I got it out somehow. I eked it out, and like the other guys couldn't even. They, they were like, "Wow, you, I didn't, you did it." It's like yes, but more importantly, what's going on with my hand? Wow. So it was, it was really fun, and uh, and I, I also did the uh, cardinal sin of not joking. 15 minutes before I was I packed up my car I said I wonder if I put this pedal in front of this and I had my pedal board in pieces oh my god <laughs> ah, I thought you I thought you were gonna say you ran through Taco Bell drive through no 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 <laughs> that's a far worse no mistake. I learned my lesson with that a long time ago no I, long time I ago. saw they they actually spoke up I think their publicist spoke up and and they prove that Taco Bell does not cause that. And they actually, <laughs> they actually came out and made a statement because oh, we, well, of course they did. <laughs> yes, no, there's no science it's perfectly behind safe. That. We don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's all it's, organic it's, vegan. That's all organic. No, vegan. it's because it's because Taco Bell started using kunafi. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, these are doo doo free burritos. Yes, definitely much more easy to mold. Yes, <laughs> yep. uh, it tastes the same, but it's not made with the same stuff. Yeah, it's, it's vintage. Ah, that's right. some, some of it might be. So, anyways, 
Um, well, that's cool. So you know, is that like the first time that ever happened to you that you just kind of hand cramped? No, up? It, it wasn't. That was that's probably like the second or third time in my career that that's happened. And mm. uh, so I'm definitely I'm gonna go. I'm gonna When's make your an doctor appointment. appointment? Doctor. Yeah. No, for real. Like I gotta <laughs> yeah, do something right. about it because yeah. it's like it's it's it it got into my head that time. I was uh, like, I, I was I it was like I was there, but I was outside of myself for like yeah. two songs. And it, it it was a bummer because it was it was a, I was in the moment I was like ripping it up and I was like yeah and then all of a sudden I wasn't in the moment and that was a terrible. Was feeling. it because of the co- that cold? Like some sometimes in the cold, like there's that condition where you can get no, to your was, finger. It, it was in like, the it was in the it's like in the tendon and the uh, muscle of like the 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 butt of your thumb. Uh, you know that big giant muscle in my thumb just yeah. like swelled up mm. like super big and huh. yeah. Anyways, huh. so. Wow. More to come on that. And by the way, if there's any hand doctors listening, I'd uh, love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, but let's get on to uh, bigger and better things. You know, Todd. That's right, Tony. Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Yep. <laughs> They're pretty great. I personally use them. They, you do? Good. Right? So you're with Because us. of you guys. They're fantastic. I heard they cause cramps in your hands. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they don't. But I'll tell you what. You know when I just mentioned that I was I had my yeah. Board you said apart. I was going. That's what I was going to talk about before you rudely interrupted me and crushed my soul with your cynicism. Yes. So, so when I had motherboard all pulled apart. That's what I was going to say. Yes. When what I had my, did you use to patch it back together? Well, it was great because I had all the different. I've got a, a a bunch of different lengths. I've got a bunch of different mm-hmm. orientations, so C shaped and S shaped. Do you have them labeled? So I didn't have to sit there and go, "Oh no, how am I going to put this all together and not have cables all over the place and everything?" Mm. It was great. It's e- it's easy. But it you is. know what I like best? What's that? Is you can go to the Tour Gear Designs website. Put. A ton of these cables in your basket. You're going to want a bunch of them. And when you go to checkout, there's a little section that says coupon code. And if you type in the guitar knobs, all lowercase, all one word. 10% baby. You're going to save an extra 10%. That's right. On top of, and, and, uh, you know, in my opinion, these are probably the most reasonably priced patch cables that you're going to find. And they most take, reliable. Oh, and, and they take up less space. I They're pull flat. my board apart all the time. Yes. So do it. Just do go it. go. Tour Gear Designs. Right on. Thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. All right. Here the, we go. The master. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Johnny Morales of Oakland Guitars and Guitar Knobs Patronage. What is your four on the floor? Okay, so uh, I'm going to start with probably my oldest pedal on my board, not in terms of vintage or not, but what's been on my board the longest. And if it got stolen tomorrow, I'd replace it today. That is the Earthquaker Devices Ghost Echo, specifically uh, the V1 and the V2. Okay. I love those pedals. Uh, I love that pedal. It is a very dark haunting kind of an echoey reverb and it was the first boutique i guess you could say the first boutique pedal i bought myself in 2015 or 16 
Uh, I bought it purely on looks. I had no idea what it did, what it was. Uh, I love that pedal. I think it's an incredibly versatile and cool, dark, moody reverb echo thing. And it's awesome. I love it. Uh, the next one is native audio, the wilderness. Yeah. Yes. Mikey. I absolutely love this pedal. I bought this pedal in a period of before owning the shop and before I, I, I am a dealer of their products of their pedals. But before that, I actually found this pedal at a gear swap in Berkeley. There was like this rummage sale gear swap thing. And I was super burnt out with pedals. I just couldn't stand what else. Like I couldn't stand everything that was coming out. I was just bored. I did. I, I was, just, I was not inspired by any pedals and I bought it in a bulk load of pedals that I bought. Um, and it was still in the box. I got it for a really good price and I didn't touch it for like a month. And finally, I pulled it out and just was wanting to see if it worked and how it sounded and blah, blah, blah. And I plugged it in and didn't realize, but like an hour and a half later, I was still turning knobs and just eyes closed doing the, you know, hipster playing <laughs> my jazz master really high up onto my chest, rocking back and forth in my office at home. And that pedal... I absolutely love the wilderness. It is the most musical, prettiest delay pedal. And uh, I, yeah, I swear by it. Well, that's quite an endorsement. That's very cool. uh, I think so. He visited, him and his wife uh, stayed at our place for a few nights um, a few months ago. And we we were discussing his pedals and the direction he was going. And, and, uh, in the beginning, his stuff was—I don't want to say complicated, but it—it it it was yeah it had was. a lot. There was, was a lot <laughs> in one, and he—he kind of 180 that, and now they're very simple to use, but they still sound amazing. He's—he's <laughs> he's one of the good ones, in my opinion. I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I, I'm if I didn't, a friend of mine really loves his stuff and literally buys everything he he owns, and. Yeah. He kept telling me to check him out, check him out, check him out. But I was so burnt out. I'm like, I don't care about anything else right now. <laughs> and then I stumbled on this pedal and I, yeah, I love it. It's the best thing. Uh, moving down my board, I guess my next pedal, we're going to get into Dirt World. Uh, the Benson Amps preamp, uh-huh. uh, specifically the Thunder Road Guitars pink paisley one i've had three of them Mm. but they're all the same just different art uh i love the benson preamp i love benson amps in general uh chris benson is a genius when it comes to amps in my opinion and that pedal is such a versatile little preamp pedal you can get some gnarly sounds out of it you can get just some nice crispy sounds out of it uh add a little bit of just character to your, your your tone and I love that pedal. I typically have it kind of dimed in terms of the, the, the drive setting trouble a little bit lower because uh, I play Jazz Masters. So, uh, yeah, that is probably my that, – that'll never go off the board ever. 
You know, I got to um, give a quick shout out. Um, Chris was on uh, one of our earliest shows, number 59. Oh, my God. Was it that long ago? It was that long ago. And, minute. you know, he was like the premier boutique amp builder at the time. And pretty much probably still is, I guess. There, I remember that. And the, the logo reminds me of like Miller Lite, right? Kind of, yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. But I just appreciate that in his in, in in all that he's doing, he took time to spend with us in our, in early fledgling days. Right. And I, I think at at fifty nine episodes, we thought like, well, look where we're going. We're moving up in the world with fifty nine episodes, and um, we were just chump change then. And and he and he he did it with us, and and uh, I I was really appreciative of that. Yeah, he's a sweetheart of a human. I've met him. Uh, he invited me to the shop before, uh, and he's really nice, really, really down to earth human. Yeah. Uh, and I guess my last yeah for on the floor is uh, is anybody familiar with the pedal Ten Years? No. Ten Years. Oh. Hang on. All right. I'm going to so, see if I've seen it before. I keep going. I, you've probably seen it. Their Instagram handle is 10 years is a decade. It's bright pink and has like this super 90s font in blue. Uh, well, I'm a fan. The 10 years pedal is essentially, if I'm understanding correctly, I hope I'm getting this right because I'm a dealer for them. Uh, $600. It, some uh, That's not the retail. That's the crazy reverb prices. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. so, so Annie Clark, St. Vincent, commissioned yeah. this pedal to get made. That's my understanding. Don't yell at me if I'm wrong, but that's what I understand. Uh, the 10 years is essentially a PV decade in a box. And uh, with a better tone stack and tone sweep, it is, you have your normal, your saturation, your pre and post uh, volumes that you could set as well as you know the standard low mid highs this pedal is such it's like the always on pedal whether you're in the normal mode or you put it in saturation the saturation if you just dime every single nom you, you start to get little like flips and flobs and like crackles and cool breakups and it's super gnarly but in when you have it in the normal setting and you like adjust the EQs with your highs down really low and your mids like kind of center stage and turn your pre and posts. You play with those a little bit. It just colors your, your sound in a really, really musical and lovely way. Kick it into saturation and it sounds just, it's hot off the presses hot. And I love this pedal. It's awesome. 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 So is this in response to uh, Josh Homie's, um, declaration that the PV decade is yeah. the key to a sound. <laughs> so it's it's kind of so Annie Clark, who's Saint Vincent, she also apparently my understanding is is a big fan of the PV decade. Wow! And uh, <laughs> used that amp as well. My understanding, and yeah, this is kind of wow. to, to scratch that itch a little bit. And uh, ten years, <laughs> they've been really Gus has been really good to me. Uh, I think I'm like one of two people who outside of his website sells his pedals. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they're awesome. Limited batch stuff. 
the, the packaging and case uh, like box candy is some of the best. Um, it comes with a little baseball card and uh, the stats are like people who play the PV decade and it's just really kitschy and cute. That is cool. Uh, wow. We just pulled it up on the board. Yeah. Yeah, they're great pedals. I highly recommend checking them out. If anybody wants to check one out, uh, stop by the shop. I have one left. Uh, so, yeah. Well, those are my four. You know who else is doing something like that? Uh, Acorn has, uh, has a, a similar uh, thing, which is um, the. Uh, I mean, it's based on the. I decade. need to try that. Yeah. It, I need to and try it that. Looks pedal. Like the, it looks like the amp. And Acorn, yeah, those it guys, those guys are super, super cool. Definitely hit, definitely hit them up. They make some really neat stuff. I need to peep that pedal. I've seen it on Instagram and you know YouTube and stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, the only reason why I even have this pedal and carry it, the same guy who I mentioned earlier, who is a big Native Audio fan, he also buys every single colorway of the Ten Years pedal. And he's the only one on the back of the baseball card who isn't like a well-known musician whose name is on. That's cool. Uh, the card, shout out to Scooter. Uh, yeah, Scooter is the cat who kept saying, you need to check out Negative Audio. You need to check out this 10 years pedal. Check it out, check it out, check it out. And I'm like, man, I'm burnt out. Check <laughs> this out, check this out. And then finally he was like, I'm going to introduce you. Apparently that's and, the key uh, to getting cool stuff. You just say, "Man, I'm I'm burnt out. I'm I don't have any time for that." And then someone will shove it down your throat, and you're like, "Fine." <laughs> and then yep. you then you get the good stuff. Yeah, like a brat, like a brat that I am. I'm like, "I'm gonna check it out," and then I'm pleasantly surprised and blown away uh, about how talented all of these awesome builders are. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's super cool. Well, speaking of awesome builders, um, you know, in the line that we're talking about, you happen to help facilitate a lot of exposure to other guitar players who may not know some of these cool builders and whatnot. So you've got a store in Oakland, aptly named Oakland Guitars. Mm. And um, I I actually, <laughs> I, th I think I mentioned this a while back because I said that you were going to be on the show, but I didn't realize it was you. And I just reached out and I'm like, hey, I really like what you what you do at the store. And he's like, oh, hey. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, oh, hi. That's a, yes. I knew it was you all the time. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> this is my little It's actually game. a new thing for us. So for me, so I'm one of two owners. My partner, Teresa, uh, both in life as well as like having kids and yeah, now owning a guitar shop. Wow, it's like uh, you guys like Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, we we moved a kid to college, had a baby, and opened a guitar store within like a month and a half of each other. I don't recommend it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All at twenty one. Uh, so That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you, we the when when you didn't make the connection, it, I don't actually blame you because at that point. It was relatively new. It still is relative. It's still super new to us that that we opened and own Oakland Guitars. How so, wild uh, is that okay. for you? Like just to like wake up and go, oh, I own a guitar store. How cool is that? 
Well, it's number one, not it. I am, I still look at like my shirts, my signs, a friend of ours, RJ, he just made us some amazing stickers. Check out our Instagram page and you can see him, the little fuzzball uh, Murph, we call him. Uh, I still get really blown away and just am humbled that and shocked that I've been able, we've been able to build this. Um, not only that I'm a guitar player who's passionate about gear and guitars and builders and stuff, but also the lineage of the shop. I don't know if you're all familiar with, but this store has actually been a store for almost 10 years now. The guitar store that I own, Oakland Guitars, is the new iteration of what was once here. And what was once here was called Broken Guitars. Okay. And um, Broken Guitars was uh, uh, it was owned by one of the members of Green Day, uh, has a very big tie and connection to the Bay Area. Um, I've been friends with the other owner, Bill, for a very long time through being just a shop rat. And uh, it still blows my mind that my favorite guitar store that I remember coming into in 2015 cool. when it opened up is I'm sitting in it and it's mine now. It's amazing. Uh, I It's I could not have ever guessed that this is the trajectory I would have ended up. So hmm. it's mind blowing. That's it's super cool. I mean, and there's, I know very little, I like I candidly, I know very little about the store, but everything I've seen, I, the, I can tell it is, there's something special about it. There's something, uh, whether it's it's the the look on the people's faces in there the 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 just the shots that you have in the inside of the store you know talking with you it is not just a shop where you go buy something it, i think that that at least to me is coming through if that's hopefully that's true um yeah but that's the vibe i get i hope so too yeah um thank you for for like acknowledging that and and and, and highlighting that cuz that is uh, Teresa and I are both very uh, – we don't want – we're both in line with we don't want just a guitar store. We want a music shop that is community-focused and community-minded. Uh-huh. And her being a woman, my oldest is a transgender, uh, transgender boy who's also a bass player. We have – she has experienced so many negative situations in guitar stores, me going in with my oldest and having seen his experiences in guitar stores. We want our guitar store to be a place that you walk into and you are seen and you are uh, heard and you are not only welcome, but you're, you're, you know, my shop. I tell this to my people who walk in all the time. My shop's your shop. Please pick up and play whatever you want. Don't be shy. Uh, and if you are shy, that's okay. I'm here to help. Right. And, um, so yeah, it's really important to us that, that, uh, you're not coming in here and it's okay to come in here and just buy a strap or just buy strings. I sell those things and I sell straps made by amazing people, but I do want people to come in and feel like they're not being judged. And I don't care where you are in your musical ability. I'm going to talk to you and meet you wherever you are. And I want to celebrate that with you. And I want to lift that up. So that trans, it's corny to say, but I I really want our store to be a transformational kind of experience for people. 
That's cool. Can I? I'd like to tell a story that that supports what you're, uh, you know, getting across here. I have mm-hmm. a, a favorite guitar shop that I grew up with and went to all the time, and I dreamed about getting the, you know, the Fender or the Gibson or whatever that I, I wasn't even close to being able to afford at the time, and I know somebody who took over that store and they don't they don't have the same view as you do and unfortunately it's very it's not successful so mm-hmm. i think so i i just wanted to it's heartbreaking for me personally but um i just wanted to to say that and 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 to to support what you're saying cuz i i i think it's going to work i think you're going to do great Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it, that's also heartbreaking to hear because we need guitar shops. Music spaces need to progress, right? We need to be, if we want the guitar and music and all this stuff to be as impactful as it should be and has been to every single one of us, you know, listening and in this conversation, why not cast a wider net, right? Why not welcome any walk of life and celebrate that right no matter where they are whether they be 12 years old and coming in and ripping you know i don't know uh whatever band that's big songs their riffs or somebody who is an accomplished musician who is looking for that next thing or in everything in between right let's let's just celebrate everybody and lift everyone up that's yeah super cool man um, Thanks. What uh, What do you think is like something that people seem to be re- like really interested in that are going in your shop? Like, where what are what are you maybe surprised that people are gravitating towards? Um. So I'm trying to. My spot is really small, and real estate is really tight in here, and so primarily it's a used instrument shop. What I'm trying to focus on with the new products that I carry are local builders, amp makers, pedal builders, strap makers, strings, stuff like that. One of the things recently that I've brought into the shop, um, Gabriel Tenero's guitar strings. Mm -hmm. I swear by those Jazzmaster and Jaguar strings. I love them. I put them on my, my personal guitars and they're kind of pricey. I was a little like, uh, I was a little nervous about putting in a big order and getting his stuff in here. Cause I was like, I'm all about it and I'm passionate about it, but I don't know if people are going to be down to drop, you know, 25 bucks on a set of strings. The overwhelming reception that those strings have gotten in my shop and people who've come out and when I tell the story and I talk about Gabriel's product, uh, like that has been something recently that has just kind of blown me away. Another one of the thing uh, of the products that I carry, one of the builder makers that I carry rocket music. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Haley at rocket music, uh, this gal who is in Modesto, not too far from us local, makes guitar straps and really cool pick holders that are 3d printed and her guitar straps are like, she's 
20 something years old, did this as a joke in response to the outrage of Phoebe Bridger smashing a guitar, uh, made a strap that says girls smash guitars and then blew up and is all over social media, makes LED straps that are 3D printed, makes cool holographic stuff, makes funny, kitschy little like 90s print guitar straps. Um, the overwhelmingly positive response people have shown to those guitar straps has been pretty rad to see too. Cool. We're just looking at it uh, on uh, just trying to pull it up online here. Um, so, and that's rock it, not rock at. Correct. R O C K I T rocket music gear. Yeah. Um, that is, that is super cool. Uh, I love when people stumble into something and and it becomes something that everybody else is like, I've been waiting for that. You know? Yeah, it's 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 wild. And how I met how I met Haley and, and met Rocket Music Gear, it was literally on Instagram was like I, I, I told Teresa, Teresa and I were like, All right, we have the budget to start the shop with like maybe one or two exclusive things or one or two unique things to this store and um i reached out over instagram and was just like hey we're kind of starting we're going to open this guitar store would you be interested in like maybe selling us some straps is that something you do and i stumbled into it and Haley was just like absolutely what do you want and and brought us a bunch of stuff and and you know, uh, I got to meet her dad and her, her, her boyfriend. And, uh, they just came a couple weeks ago and shot a bunch of demos here of pedals. They were like, uh, can we shoot content at your store? And I was like, absolutely. Here's gear go. And <laughs> it was, I stumbled onto them and they're local. They're literally a, a 45 minutes, an hour away. So, uh, it had that local connection that I wanted you know, it's showcasing uh, diversity in from a builder's perspective and a maker's perspective. And Rocket, you can't get her straps anywhere else. I believe I'm the only dealer which uh, other music shops, you should carry her stuff. It's worth it. Yeah. Did she make any wide ones? Like for bass? She just, yeah, she actually just, uh, I think earlier this week, announced uh like a three inch wide base strap right wow that's what i need Uh, yeah so you can get the three inch wide in the red foil dude yeah that'd be cool yeah super neat she makes this really cool one that's like it's almost like a mood ring the strap is brown but it reacts to your body heat and turns (laughs) into a bunch of different colors yeah thermographic (laughs) crazy yeah it's pretty rad well that's really cool it's a good story behind it i mean i think it it you don't have to constantly tell that story. That's the, that's the kind that something starts to get out where if people know that they're going to be able to go to a shop that has really unique things and things that are that you are paying attention to as far as um, trying to make them either local or boot, like super boutique or hard to get or have, have got a great story behind it, they're going to take like that's what a storied shop starts to become. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just. All that some, stuff. I, I just. I think it's worth mentioning. Is like you, when you go to Nashville or something, you go to another town. It's like you don't go. Hey, let's go walk around and see if we can find a guitar center. 
You say, right. I want to find a guitar shop because I'm going to find something that I can't find at these other places that's either weird and used or or like, yeah, my buddy makes these things. Oh, that, that's cool, you know? That, that It's just, it, it makes, it's part of the lore that we subscribe to as being in the guitar, you know, world as you, as enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it more fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like when you get a shop find and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I what, what is this? I got to have this. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, um, well, I watched the whole series of the Gibson collection, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really neat to see, these a lot of these guys like Mike Campbell and stuff, you know, from Tom Petty, just like talking about, like, yeah, we were in the shop and we we're in, we we're traveling through Pennsylvania, I stopped in the shop and blah blah blah, and I don't know, this thing just spoke to me, and it's like, he didn't order it online, he didn't go to anywhere, and and I'm not saying you only have to go to one of those places, but it's the serendipity aspect of of encountering it. That's that my favorite really word, special. Todd. Is it That's really? That's my favorite word, serendipity. Yes. Yeah. Wow. There's a movie named after that. There is. John <laughs> Cusack's in it. Anyways. That's right. um, so, any point being, keep doing that and, and, and providing Thanks. people an opportunity to, to get these things. Because one of the big um, prohibitors of getting unique gear is that it sometimes it costs a little bit more. And mm-hmm. if you don't have an opportunity to see it like face to face, to experience it, to pick it up, to 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 play it, to you know, check out the neck on it or or something like that, it just makes it harder. So right. you it providing the opportunity does. to do that is is uh super helpful. Uh well thanks. I I I we're hoping to continue to do it for a long time. Uh and, and that's the thing that, you know, as we continue to grow, I want to start carrying more boutique guitar building, you know, specifically uh, maybe some not so uh, like I'm trying to think of a, a small builder guitar build like Baranek or um, what is it? Tiny Tuna. I don't I'm remember. not sure. I haven't even heard of that. Tiny Tuna, this Canadian builder, she builds really cool, like Mustang style, Tysco y kind of style guitars. Oh. Coloma Guitars, I just ordered one of their guitars, uh, also a Canadian builder. Um, Indigenous, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, I would, I would love to continue to move in that direction as well. Yeah. Get some cool, maybe some uh, cool uh, one off bases or something. Yeah. Um, Get some Sarah yeah, that would be in fun. there, man, from Chicago. Man, that guy makes some amazing stuff. He really does. I'm not a bass player, but every time I find a Sarah locally, I am like, can I come play your bass, yeah. please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, the good thing is, hey, if if you need a roster of people to get in the shop, <laughs> just <laughs> just look at our playlist, and there you got it. Um, it's true. <clears throat> I remember... I, I can't remember if it was you. I remember, but I can't remember. Um, but someone, I think it was you, said, hey, I want to get a hold of of uh, Mike from from Native Audio because I want to have his stuff. Yep. And, and I it was, was like, either him or Lecky. Oh, no, it was Lecky. It was Lecky. That's right. And immediately I was like, 
well, if you like his stuff, and, and I, I, I had to stop myself from like you know dumping twenty eight builders that came to my mind immediately on like that's really exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, yeah. I realize that <laughs> you're a small shop and you just can't go like, cool. I need, I want everybody's stuff, you know, because then nobody's gonna be able to walk in there. But, um, right. Anyways, um, so Johnny, it's it. I think it would be amazing if you ended up having a destination store. I think that those are special. Um, and I hope that that happens for you if it hasn't already. You know, I, I, I think we kind of, yeah, I'm not going to lie. We're riding off the coattails of the previous shot a little bit too, because we have, they have almost a 10 year history of this building being a guitar store and who it used to be associated with. I still get a lot of people who come in all the time who are Green Day fans and want to pop into the shop and and see all the show flyers on the wall because half of my wall on the left-hand side of my shop, well, if you're walking in, the right-hand side, is all 80s and 90s punk rock show flyers um, that are local to the Bay Area. So Gilman Street, uh, Berkeley, uh, uh, downtown Berkeley, uh, all these small house show flyers are all, they're all, my walls are plastered in them. Hmm. So I get a lot of people who come in and want to experience that and see that and see those things and take pictures of it and see the yeah. old Christie road, uh, sign that, you know, the green day song is written about, um, and stuff like that. So I still get that. And I get people who come from Denmark who come from the East coast uh, I had somebody a couple weeks ago who came from um, Edinburgh, uh, wow. and I let him hang out and just see the shop. Uh, but to your point, creating, trying to create like something that's more of a, a outside of that. I'm really focused on creating Oakland guitars and curating it to be a community space. Yeah, yeah. and it's so important to me that right now. Somebody just told me over this past weekend, um, uh, uh, she, they said, they said to me, you're our, you're kind of like our guitar home. And they were referencing to non-gender conforming musicians. Right. Uh, they were like, this is words getting out that you're the place to be because you talk to me the same that my friends talked to me and my chosen family talked to me. Uh, you know, I had a, a woman not that long ago come into the shop who it was a really humbling experience who told me like she started crying cause she's like, I hate coming into music stores. And the fact that you just said, I don't want a man explain to you how this guitar pedal works. Let me know if you need help. Yeah. She's like, I've never had that. My, my guitar player, I make him come to music shops with me because I'm always treated poorly. Yeah. And, you know, she got really emotional about it. And that was a really humbling thing. And, and a really, you know, I, that made me, what's the word? Vindicate? I don't know what the word is, but it was really flattering. It's affirmation and that you're doing something. Yeah, man. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, and it, it, it was just another shot in the arm of a reminder of, keep doing what we're doing because we're doing it for the right reasons. There you go. And uh, <clears throat> we're doing it because we care. Uh, and we are a mom and pop shop. It's literally hey, mom a and mom pop. and a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> and our new baby and our four-year-old running around playing with magnetiles. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, awesome. You know, Johnny, I also just want to mention before we uh, wind up that um, you've been supporting our show since May of 2021, and which seems like a long time ago. Like, I, I, I know it's 2023, and I realize that that's only two years, but the, that whole thing just seems like, I'll, I don't know. Seems like yeah. a long time ago. It isn't, but it does. So I really appreciate it, no, it. Yeah, you're welcome, firstly. But also, how I came across your this podcast, uh, I'll just give you this quick story. I had uh, just got laid off from a job. Uh, and I was heartbroken, gutted, questioning all the, you know, you know, when you get laid off from a job, you're like, what did I do wrong? Why is it me? Yeah. You know, all these things. And I was walking into, I was walking into a thrift store because I had nothing to do. My kids were asleep and I was just getting out of the house for a little bit and getting, you know, uh, just had Oliver, my, my four-year-old at the time. So that was, uh, four years ago now. And uh, I was walking into a Goodwill and was super anxiety ridden and was just like on my phone trying to look up podcasts that were just like spark joy. For <laughs> oh me. my God. And I, wow. I typed in guitar podcast and boom, started listening four on the floor. I've been practicing four on the floor <laughs> for the past five years. That's great. Uh, uh, Every time I listen to an episode, I always, you know, four on the floor. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I would go like, nah, that's a dumb pedal or wait, that's a great pedal. What the hell is that pedal? I got to look this pedal up. Yeah. You know, uh, what would my, what would mine be? Or when you do, when you rather, uh, or would you rather I, I like I always play along and so it's been it feels it's been two years on paper uh, but it's been a while um, that you guys just didn't uh, uh, didn't know me I guess you could say well I really appreciate you sharing that story that that made my day um, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff and uh, not not just like hey well, thanks for s- supporting us but just the fact that you know you made a connection with us um, and now we've made a connection back with you. And that means a lot to me. It's, it's a small, it's a weird, small, actually the first time I ever won like a raffle yeah. was one of the, <laughs> the pedal board lights, you know, yeah. the pedal board flashlights. Yeah. I have I, one. I, of I know. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The copper tone. I have yeah. one of the bright copper orange tone. guitar, uh, like uh, the, one of the bright orange ones Yeah, from, oh. I don't know how many years ago that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I then it. I discovered the Loma Prieta, what it's the Loma Prieta vibrato pedal. That's the, their pride. Uh, tremolo. Tremolo, tremolo. Yeah. I discovered that pedal and I bought that and that was on my floor on the floor for a very long time. And then I got a impulse rush to buy something else and traded it yeah. stupidly. <laughs> well, that's, I, I just, that's, that tickles me. That tickle. I'm tickled. I'm tickled. <laughs> Um, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that I go home and tell my family about. So, you know, it, it really does for this, I think some of the same feels that you get at your shop, that's, you know, we're lucky enough to get a, a couple of those every now and again. And, um, and 
it it's it's good. It's it's good. It's good stuff, man. Um, well, speaking of, would you rather, Jared? Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to that time of the show where we love to play a little game, and we're really happy to have Johnny on for this one. The game is called Would You Rather? <laughs> All right. So we took a trip out west, and we fall upon the store, the Oakland Guitar store and there is a couple of guitars that catch our eye right away and we were like that's what we gravitate to right because they're jazz masters who doesn't want a jazz master they're offset they're cool you can do anything with the pickups you can mod them but okay so here we are there's a 1963 vintage jazz master hanging on the wall yeah but Somebody had the terrible idea to put some nasty, awful, 50s, ugly, pea-stained wallpaper. <laughs> pea-stained. <laughs> well, it looks was like it before it or anyways. after no, that it was pea. It's, okay. it's, it was probably just a leak. Yes. So anyway. And <laughs> exactly. It's in the, it's in the wallpaper. <laughs> or check ahead. this out. You get a you get an awesomely modded J Mascus um Jazz Master. Yeah, a Jazz Master. And I, was, I was trying to figure out yeah, you want the squire version, yeah. And and it's totally hot rotted out with the rosewood fire. neck. You rosewood neck, Board. everything you want. Um, so which, and they're like around the same price. Really? So it's like, it's what? like, what are you going to do? That's crazy. Well, you, which one are you going to pick up? Cause you only have enough money to buy one. Mm. All right. Well, this mm. is an interesting one. Um, let's see, Tanya, we're going to start with you. Okay. So I'm assuming that the Squire J. Mascus jazz master would have, Upgraded pickups, the the first run rosewood board, yeah, uh, probably a cream m- of the crop, mastery uh, uh, tremolo system, king of the hill, yeah, all the roller all the, bridge, a number one, rewired everything. Nice. What color is that one, Jared? They're the all maroon, right? White, vintage. Oh, white. No, creamy vintage white. Yeah. Creamy vintage oh. white. Yeah, with the anodized, with the anodized guard. Yeah. I was thinking LEDs in my bed. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Or the old one that has the uh, alleged pea-stained wallpaper it's on it. It's not pea-stained. It's a leak. <laughs> it's a leak. Oh, it's a leak. It was a leak. So, so they took it Yeah, but it's still it's still the the vintage instrument. Yeah. <sighs> well, from a from a playability standpoint, I would say all of the upgrades would would definitely make it a better playing instrument. I mean, I've had hit and miss experiences with vintage Jags and Jazz Masters. Yeah, sometimes they set up, a lot of times they don't. I think with the mastery uh, trem system and a roller bridge, you stand a lot better chance to have a better playing instrument. And I was shocked that you know that that, that what, what Johnny said. Some of these first run Squire J Mascuses Jazz Masters are going for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna just say I'm going for the player, and I'm taking. I'm gonna go for the Squire J Mascus 
that has been I'm, heavily I'm modified. I'm a little surprised by that. Well, here's the thing. Me too. The, the vintage pieces, like I said, they can be real hit or miss. Yeah. And they didn't, that tremolo system doesn't work well unless you're using like minimum of 11s to 48s, but most likely 12s to 50s. In terms of the you know the, the thickness of the strings, yeah. there's just not a lot of hold down uh, unless you add some other goofy little thing that creates a break angle right. uh, at the bridge. So, no, I'm going. I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm going with the Squire. Okay, sounds good, uh, Billy. <clears throat> well, I it just so happens I have a '63. And it had been refinished. The body had been Did refinished. Did it have pea-stained uh, wallpaper? No, it was it's stripped down natural. <laughs> it was stripped down natural. So I had to have it painted, custom painted, ah. with you know, to uh, color match the headstock. And uh, it was a chore. Yeah. It was expensive to do. Yeah. And it still plays kind of crappy, honestly, uh. you know, because of the bridge. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and the pickups are weak. Mm. And... Um, we can help you out with that. It's beautiful. No. It does. It. I mean, it plays well. It's just the, the, the output and the sound of the, you know, rattly strings. I'll give you a hundred bucks cash a, money has, right now. <laughs> hundred bucks. I'll beat that. I'll beat that. I'll beat that. It's a hundred and one. But I found it. I actually found it in a storage closet when I moved into an apartment. No kidding. Right. Yeah, Two yeah, bucks. yeah. I found it. I found I tracked down the guy who originally owned it, made a deal with him, and uh, fixed fixed a an acoustic guitar that he had also left there, huh. fixed up the acoustic guitar and sent that to him mm-hmm. in trade for no. keeping the the jazz mask. Well, that's a good deal. Uh, I have used that guitar with the Mathematics, my punk band. Yeah. Okay. And but then I ended up f- buying a Squire. Uh, jazz master and putting some uh, branded wound pickups in it <laughs> and it was much more functional and uh, it, was, it was pretty cool so nice. um, you know did you get the noiseless jazz master yeah they're uh, they're uh, y- um, yeah uh, well I got the ones that are actually like a p90 in a in a oh. jazz master uh, size thing and they're, oh, they're glorious yeah. they're gloriously huge and big oh that's good too. yeah 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 yeah, 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 uh, yeah amazing yeah well, we, we gotta get you the noiseless for your 63 huh oh that'd be i'll make cool. that happen all right and you and tony can make i'll be up card. i'll be up and i'll i'll get so now I'll you're giving me you. choices on this 63 all right okay yeah. i gotta make it make up my mind don't i <laughs> yes. yes that would be part of the game i gotta do my taxes <laughs> Hey, well, we got, I got until April the 17th to make up my mind. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go with the vintage again. Okay. There you go. All right. uh, Jared, how about yourself? So um, I'm going to pick up each guitar and just make my decision clearly on which neck I like. Oh, okay. Um, Man. I like vintage smell, and the stinkier the better. But uh, I, it's just—I admit it—I love vintage stinky case smell. I like it, not cigarette-y, but just the vintage. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean the—I will—I will do it blindfold too, and I will choose the neck profile I like the best because I'll, 
you know me, I'll just mod it or do whatever afterward. But I'm going to go with the best neck profile. And that can be either one of them, as far as I'm concerned. Um, because uh, I, I really like... I really like the necks that that uh, have been coming on the Squires and, and the Mexican. Like I, defender next to me, there's not one that I don't like. So um, now, mind you, I have played a few vintage and got my hands on a few vintage fenders, and I absolutely love the feel of those old necks. Uh, mostly Strats and Tellies, um, not so many of the off, you know, the uh, the Jazz Masters, but. Uh, maybe one or two jazz masters, but uh, eh, it just depends on the neck, man. Um, and today I'm gonna pick the squire. Okay, sounds good. Uh, yep. Let's see here. Let's go, Johnny. All right. So, um, luckily, I just so happen to be one of the owners of Oakland Guitars. So <laughs> somebody comes in and sells me these guitars, and I put them up on the wall, and I do what I normally do, which I sit there and stare at them, and then I take them off the wall and take a picture for Instagram, and I throw it up on the gram, and then I go, hmm, do I want to keep this guitar? <laughs> and so I have the scratch and sniff wallpaper, the pee-pee stinky, and then I yes. have the tried and true, the love of my guitar life, the Squire J. Mascus. So what I do, I own the damn place. I'm going to take the neck off the Squire J. Mascus, put it on the PV Stinky. Boom. I get the best <laughs> of both worlds. I would rather make me a stinky PP uh, Freakazoid wow. Jazz Master. Wow. I'm going outside the box. <laughs> Love You're it. allowed. You're the guest. That I works. believe that's a violation of the rules, but we will accept that answer. Yeah. Only if right, you send, only if you send the me the neck you didn't use and the body you didn't use. <laughs> Fair enough. But if I need to play by the rules and I'm going to play by the rules also, I'm going to always go with the Squire J. Mascus. Why? I love the underdog. I don't mm-hmm. – like, I, I am not a brand um, – you know, yeah. Yeah. yes, uh, I, I'm going to stick with my Jay Mascus. Everyone that uh, has seen me play goes, me, you're playing Squire. And then they hear me play. And then it's like playing. They're listening to a dragon roar. So <laughs> I win. <Hey>. Ah, ah, <laughs> Johnny. Nothing wrong with that, then. Yeah. At all. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go vintage with Billy just because it's going to be weird and wonderful. And um I, I kind of like that. If you can find something that's like, there's some mojo, there's some history. Uh, somebody, you know, the ownership, like, like um, the you know, Jared, you had that guitar, the Ralph guitar, and a couple others. It's oh, like, yeah. that's just, that's just cool. You know, because it's one in a million, one in anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. What, Tony? That I said one in anything? No. No, no. What? <laughs> Say it. I got no problems. Okay. I got no that problems, man. <laughs> I got no problems with you, yeah. guy. <laughs> is that an imaginary number? One in anything? One in anything. That's yes, it is. All right. We got some people to thank. <laughs> That's right, Todd. Because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. That's right. Now, you might be wondering, what is this executive producer? And... I think I want to become one. So how do I do that? It's very simple. You go over to patreon.com 
forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with some very, very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, I, I, I want to say there's one thing more. Jared, is there? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks right. to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mac D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazan, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and Andrew Bell. Woohoo! But Todd, you know, there's another special group of executive producers. I do. These are the creme de la creme of the executive producer world. We like to call the them... The creme anglaise. Ooh, that's even fancier. <laughs> These are our grand poobas. So special, special. Oh, I forgot they get to wear a fez upon their head. They do. Whilst listening to the podcast. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, mm-hmm. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jet, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys. Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Yes. David Poe, Billy Spitfire, Unlimited, and Congregation Gear Demos. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes, indeed. Thank you to all those people. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Where's Todd at? All right, well, I, was just, I, I had a thing in my... I was, struck, I was stuck. Anyways. He had a cramp. Yeah. We've had such a great time just hanging out and talking together, and the time has gotten away from us, but uh, I hope that you... Um, have enjoyed hanging out with us. Um, we need to just do a, a quick roundup on where we can get a hold of, of us. Uh, Johnny, where can people find what you're doing? Yeah. Um, Instagram is the best way to get in contact with me, see what's going on at the shop. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Oakland guitars. Uh, it's a verified account. So it's, if you see the blue check mark and you see a bunch of guitars on a cool rug, You'll know it's uh, uh, it's us. Yeah, or a happy person holding their brand new guitar on the outside. Yep, that too. too we have cool. lots of them. Yes, uh, Tony, go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the wares I have available for sale. But if you have something special you want to do, shoot me an email. Let me know what you want to do. 
I will take very good care of you. I actually have some I, I want to throw by you that I recently saw that made me go like, ooh, la la, that's awesome. Stop throwing things at I me, will. Todd. Uh, Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Billy Spitfire and Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Also, check out Mathematics from Columbus, Ohio, and The Flynn's. A Rolling Stones cover band from Columbus, Ohio. Yes, and at JoJo's Burlesque Men's Open Mic Night. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? I've told very few people that. Jared, how about yourself? I'm kind of... Well, if anybody would like to get a hold of me for any particular reason, jared.allen.brandon on Instagram. There you Uh, go. We'll talk about pickups, guitars, whatever. Whatever you want, we'll talk about it. Perfect. You can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitarnobs.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. Share us your four on the floor. Share us your would you rather. Share whatever you want. We'll dig it. And um, you can also make sure that you get the stomper from Flint Effects for your HX stomp, your stomp XL, your Eventide H90, your Valaton. GP two hundred from the, there's a those are blowing up on on Amazon. It's crazy. Um, we got the goods for you. So go to Flint Effects at or just dot com and go get yourself one. It ain't gonna hurt you. It's, it's fantastic stuff. Let me tell you that. I don't know why I'm talking like hey, what, what is that yeah. guy? I'm selling a car or something. <laughs> Let me go I talk to my know. guy from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also check us out the Valentinos. Uh, anywhere you uh, listen to fine dining music. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much. Uh, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. Uh, Tony, you got something for us? I don't think I do. Okay. Yeah, that means you do, and you're just toying with me. Mercilessly. Uh, mercilessly. Okay. All right, guys, let's do this. Like Brutus. And away we, we always go. always this. Ha, ha. Doing the elevated dance. There's no steps. That 80s band. You gotta clap me here. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Call me whatever you want. That's cool. <laughs> Please do not poke the bear. <laughs> yeah. It's for you. Oh. Okay, gotcha. I was like, you got me. You got me. That's fair. Fair play. Fair play. I don't often get got, but I just got got. <laughs> Testicle spectacles, wallet, and watch. Okay. Ready? Check. Oh, check. Mastercard. Yes. Okay. He, and he's more apt to talk to you about the the sandwich. Yeah, probably. Honestly, that's, probably. That's that's. He had a sandwich, and then I didn't. <laughs> All right. So you want to you want to stay Thursday, Friday? He just needs to know when he, when to drain half of the jacuzzi. <laughs> Tony I there? Yeah. Yeah. We might, yeah. We, we might have to take it down a halfway wet. mark. <laughs> I showed you that, right? Did I show you that? I showed you that. What? Uh I'm not speaking into a sock as much as I want to. Does he talk like a regular guy? I know him. And he does. Can't hear you, Peach. Right. <laughs> You're punkin? Punkin, a porcupine. I mean, I was, I was raised on the Three Stooges, so, like, what do you want What do you want from me? Wise guy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you laugh, but I couldn't hear it, but I can still see it. Are you in the woods alone? Let's do it. All right. Who's going to write it down? 
Jared's got it. Jared, you got it? I'm writing it down. Even though the pen doesn't work, I can still see what I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.